Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of Split. I watched the second half of Split. And this is the other half. We're starting now. It's a twist. Whoa! I wasn't expecting it. I know. You weren't oh expecting gosh. it. Well, speaking of twists, what do you think is going to happen in this movie, Ethan? Boy, Mike, I should really let, let some stuff down. The problem is I know the big twist. Oh, really? Oh, I don't know about the twist in the actual plot of the movie, but I know the twist in the lore. Oh, the twist is that it's bad. Oh, <laughs> I was entertained during this movie. All right, and that's I, fine. And I didn't hate it, but I, I I'm not... very curious to see what kind of information was given to you, because I, I think we talked about Shyamalan in the past. We talked about Unbreakable, which is apparently in the same universe as this movie. Yes. Um, Spoilers. That's the that's the big. That's twist what your twist was. That's the big twist at the end. That's not a. That's not that big of a twist. Uh, it's I, a pretty big twist. I guess for me, twists are more about like it's turning everything Actually in the plot. Yeah, yeah. No, it's you're right. Turning the things that you were aware of on your head in a way. I was aware this was a movie, and then I was like, "Whoa, it's in the universe!" <laughs> but uh, that's I, at the end of the movie. That's the very like it's the very last thing you see. I wrote it down. Um, but uh, we, we talked about uh, Shyamalan in the past. We sort of both agreed, I think, that. His movies are a lot like a movie you can only really watch one or two times because it's just it's it's less about the like the 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 way the story it, it's more about the fact that he's giving you information slowly rather yeah. than like the actual characters or the themes of yeah, the movie. Yeah, I would say definitely his weakest points of just almost all his movies is the dialogue yes. and the characters. This movie is at the forefront, and it's clear he hasn't learned from it. Um, but I think what he's he's actually kind of doing, and I, I don't know if this hurts him as an as an artist as a writer and a director i think he's just sort of accepted that he can't write normal dialogue and he's just like you know what i don't even care i'm just gonna write really bad unnatural dialogue and just own it you know see i don't know i don't know if he is owning it because i felt like he's always written this bad dialogue and oh, I, absolutely. I don't think he's like leaning into it in any way i think he's just just how he's just gonna continue writing because he doesn't get any better at it yeah that's true I, I, I think it's just the way he is i don't know why he doesn't just get another person to write movies for him because like honestly the worst part of these movies are the weird lofty i know like I, honestly like the very first like scene i was like oh i forgot how this guy writes yeah like, it's just like the most unnatural <sighs> phrases that no one says no one ever says and it's like not even is it i think we talked about it in the uh, go, go back and listen to our uh, unbreakable episode see how much we're like hopping our, ourselves but it's not even like a tarantino thing where it's unnatural but it feels cool and stylized it's more just like it's just disjointed yeah it's just like you don't know how a normal person speaks yeah you know and you just don't know how to write it's not it's not poetry and it's not normal it's just fucking weird and off-putting. Yeah. It's like an alien has come down and uh, dies from water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. But I, I think the other thing he does, too, is he likes to make his movies really lofty in themes. Like, yeah. Signs is all about, like, religion. Yeah, yeah. You know, all these sort of things. And that's, I think, the other thing that gets in his way is sometimes the the idea of the movie gets in the way of it just being a genuinely fun watch. I don't know about how you feel about that. Uh, I don't know if I... I, I kind of like the lofty I guess you ideals. Enjoyed it. Like, yeah. I kind of enjoy that sort of stuff. Like... I appreciate the balls he goes to to do this sort of thing where he like despite his characters I guess the main characters are kind of mostly interesting but like I think all of his tertiary characters aren't good. Oh very much so. Um that being said is while watching this movie I was like okay if this is technically like a superhero origin story kind of or a supervillain mm. um and I will say it's way more interesting than most other like Marvel superhero right. intros or whatever because I don't know maybe it's just because they're different they're new um, and they're not so standard like you know all old superheroes are built you know back in the 30s or you know 40s or whatever and they haven't changed that much you know their origin stories are very basic and simple but like now you have if you create your own superhero. You could actually do your own thing with it. And it's not like, oh, we're doing a twist on it. It's like, no, it's completely different. It's its own right. thing. Right. It's not it's not examining superheroes in any way. Like it's more just like this is our this is our character. Yeah, but you the know? character, the way it's not examining the super but it's just like, yeah, the way they get to that superhero arc is for me way more interesting than like say like most my majority Marvel intro I'd, stories. I'd agree with you, but I also think this movie isn't primarily like a superhero origin story it's more just like it feels like 90 percent of it feels just like a straight up horror film 
Kind of, yeah. Like, if, if you didn't know the thing at the end of it being in the Unbreakable Universe, you would yeah, just watch you know, this movie right. as like a creepy horror film. Which brings me to my next point about Shyamalan. Um, now, I saw The Visit. Have you seen The Visit? No. Okay, so that movie was about some kids who go to visit their grandparents and their grandparents are going... Is that what the, is that what the parents call it? We're like, we're going on The Visit. Uh, we're going to Grandma's house again. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, it's their grandma and grandpa. Oh, uh, okay. And like I know, but like instead of saying like, "Oh, we're gonna go to the fun Disneyland ride," oh, like, oh we're going on the visit. No, no, no. But their 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 grandparents are sort of moon like uh, sundowning. I think that's the term where people who are going through like mental issues as okay. far as like dementia have like really bad issues at night, and right. they start materializing in really unnatural and creepy ways, which feels very insensitive. Because you're making a horror film surrounded around like mental old people going through dementia and mental yeah. illness. And this movie feels very similar to that, where the villain is just a guy with mental illness. And that's like the end no all way, be all. Man. He's not just a guy with mental illness. Yeah. Right. He's a guy with superpowers, m- multiple personalities and stuff, yeah. right? Multiple identities. I feel like, yeah, that one you're talking about kind of does feel a little exploitive. And even this one to an extent, maybe not yeah. as much, but I, do, I did kind of get that vibe where it's like, oh, yeah, you kind of are just like saying like, oh, people with mental health issues, they could be superheroes. And, right. Yeah. Or have superpowers. Or they could be supervillains. Yeah. I think the other thing, too, is, is like I relate this movie a lot to like don't breathe which also had like i really liked that movie i think that was came out like a couple years ago and it's about like a blind guy mm-hmm. who ends up being like a humongous like awful person yeah uh, like a murderer or whatever but like the fact that he's blind doesn't make him a bad person like that doesn't actually like feed into him being evil or anything whereas like here it's like the reason this guy is off-putting is because he has these multiple identities you know what i mean well <clears throat> Not all of his multiple identities are bad. That's true. You have Hedwig. <laughs> Honestly, most of them are bad. There's only two that are really, or most of them are good. There's only two that are kind of uh, unhinged. That's true. Maybe three. Uh, Maybe three and yeah. actually, as as we start to talk about the plot, I think we're starting to like naturally starting to lead into talking about the movie. Let's just like I I didn't like this movie at all. Mm-hmm. I, we'll get into why like later in the film because I think there's a lot of information you don't have, but. I will say the greatest things like there's only two really great things about this movie. The way it's shot, yeah, it is. I was gonna say it's gorgeous, it's really pretty. Look, it's at. really pretty. I think it's the uh, the same uh, 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 director of photography as like uh, it follows, which makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense because like they that makes both, sense. They yeah. both feel really great. And holy shit, James McAvoy is amazing in this film. He is he is acting his little heart out. It is he does this movie does not deserve a personally James McAvoy in it. Like he is so crazy good in this film. And he takes that unnatural dialogue and really like it just goes to show that there are just some actors that can take this dialogue and work with it. And then there are, uh, there's everyone else in this movie. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and there's these no-name people. All right, so let's get started. So what happens is we uh, are introduced to Three girls, uh, three right? girls, right. and they're at a birthday party. I believe it's Claire's birthday party. She is one of the girls, right? She's like the blonde uh, girl, right? Yeah, she is kind of like the ma- yeah. She's a blonde girl. There's also um oh god Casey Casey, who's kind of our main protagonist. Mm-hmm. She's the long black hair. She's from the movie The Witch. Yes, she's so good. And then there's uh, the black one. <laughs> <Her> name, <laughs> her name's uh Marcia 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 Marcia. I think yeah. Because okay. they never mentioned her name. I'd look it up. Well, that just goes to show that this movie really was just like, we got to have the main girl and then a blonde girl and a black girl. Yep. <laughs> I will never have them say their names. Nope. Because they're not important. Well, it don't apparently. matter. We're just going to have them in the movie. Well, we're going to give all the personalities a name. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. So they're at a birthday party. So they're at a birthday party. Whose birthday is her, it? It's Claire's birthday. Oh, okay. And Casey's parents or whoever is going to take her, her home, like, didn't show up. They didn't bring the car, mm-hmm. and um, Carrie's dad is like, "All right, I will." Your Claire's dad. Claire's dad will be like, "Was like, okay, we well, you know I'll just take you home. It's fine." She's like, "Are you sure?" It's like, "Okay." So, but they all kind of don't like Casey. I don't think she's weird. She does a lot. Of, she causes a lot of trouble. Right. At school. Um. Mm-hmm. But they. Courtesy, How old are they supposed to be? Uh, I feel like they're in high school. Uh, really? Why? I don't know. I I felt like they were like at least college level. What? They I, don't look that old. Really. Not to me. Oh, maybe it's because whatever I saw that they had like worry lights, so they looked like slightly older. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so they're supposed to be in high school, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I think. Oh, yeah, because she's getting her license soon. Claire, oh, so she has to okay. Be. That makes sense, too. Okay. Yeah, cool. you know, classic. We're going to cast someone way older than they actually are. Of course, of course. Right. 
So then uh, they get in the car and they all get in the car and the dad's loading stuff up in the back, but then someone comes up to him and it's the camera and the cameraman's like, I'm going to get you. And then he's like, what do you want, man? And then the cameraman beats him up and the cameraman is, it's not actually a cameraman, but it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's a guy, it's yeah. a guy pretending to be the camera. Right. And uh, knocks out that dude. Oh, the, the dad, dad. And then sits in the car and then puts a mask on, like a little like uh, breathing mask on and then sprays the two girls in the back and Ooh. ignores Casey uh-huh. for some reason I don't know why she's in the front seat and Casey this is weird scene where Casey opens the door slowly tries to leave and then he looks he's like <gasps> as soon as the car goes ding 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 the car's door is open and he just grabs her and sprays her and I'm like why did that matter why didn't you just spray all of them at once and just go on to it why not go to the one that was like right next to you that would put up the biggest fight yeah, yeah. instead he's just like that's it takes off the mask is done but then she tries to escape and he's like oh okay I guess I gotta deal with you this movie does a lot of that stuff we're gonna get into that later too where it's like it feels like the characters only did that because it would create a creepy scene rather than like out of like a necessity for the character to do that thing. Yeah, like there's a couple that feel natural, but this one was one of the examples of like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, why someone would do that, but okay. I well, mean, I especially because she did it so slowly, she didn't just open it and run. She was just like, well, well that comes it. into play later. Her like not being able to make decisions. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm very excited to see how you respond to this. Okay, let's see where are we at now. So okay, she got sprayed. So she got sprayed. And uh, now she's stuck in the room, uh, same room with uh, James McAvoy, who is the guy who sprayed him. I don't know if I mentioned that. I figured. Uh, <laughs> There's some other weirdo some other that's weirdo. doing this that's yeah, never mentioned I, again. I know. <laughs> uh, and they're all in a different you know, room. And right. the thing is, is the first thing James McAvoy does, and the very first thing you hear out of his mouth is he goes, I choose you first. In like a very strange voice. <laughs> and then just, just grabs a Mar- Marcia and just... and. Marcia runs to um, uh, Casey and uh-huh. is like, oh, please help me. And she's just like, pee on yourself. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I actually had to rewind it twice because I was like, what do you mean? What does this mean, pee on yourself? <laughs> Apparently, it's because he's going to go over there and rape her. Oh, God. Yeah, funny, huh? Funny, Mike. Why are you laughing so much? So this is what I wanted to say. This movie feels like it could be like a fun little goofy movie and then just... This kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. Happens. It starts like right away, and I'm like, oh, okay. what the fuck? Yeah, like, oh god, we're gonna have like a rapist in the movie. Like the like, I know you need to make him a villain, but it's like that's the easiest way to make a villain, Mike. There's no other way to do it. You just immediately go to rape, and you're like, I don't like that guy. Uh, that's it's just true. The, it's just the quickest way to do it. It's yeah. called quick and easy screenwriting. <laughs> it was weird because like they do that later on in the movie. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to this movie. It's like. Oh, it's like a goofy, fun little movie about like a guy with multiple personalities that like you know uh, steals women. Like, oh, isn't that funny and silly? And then weird, dark shit just starts peeping in. And it's like, get out of this movie! What are you doing? You know? I don't know. I kind of like the weird, dark shit. I don't know. I kind. I, I guess for me, it felt like that. I know this is lame, but I feel like that's sort of like a metaphor to his mental state, kind of in mm. some ways, mm. where it's like, oh man, I'm having such a good day, and you know, some of his personalities are great. And happy. It's, so what you're saying and is the some, movie has multiple exactly. multiple personalities. So I think that might I think that might work for it. You know, that's what I'm thinking. All right. Um, <laughs> we'll see how, how long you stick to your guns. Yeah, on we'll, that. we'll see. So she's anyway, told she's, to pee herself. Yeah. So she does, and he's like, "What the fuck?" and throws her back in with the rest of the girls. And um, yeah, so that worked. And she, he's like, "Oh, he said he wanted me to dance for him," and it's like, "Okay, that's that's gross." Mm-hmm. Um. Now we cut to a flashback, and there's a lot of flashbacks about um, Casey and her dad. And her dad is teaching her. What does of, her dad look like? Uh, he's the guy from uh, House of Cards. He's a reporter guy, I think. Okay. What, what does he look like in the movie? He's got curly hair. Oh, okay. okay. He's white, has a mustache. All right. He doesn't have like a big skinny. beard? No, that's her uncle. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. So that's her uncle. And her uncle's there too, but her dad's teaching her like, oh man, you know, you gotta. Here's how you survive. Yeah, she's she's gonna go hunting with them. She's on her first hunting trip. Right. And whenever I see her, she's in the woods because they also flash back to a little yeah as well. Yeah. And uh, says interesting things like, hey, you know, put your gloves on first because your hands get cold as first or something. You know, fun facts like that. Right. Right. Do you think that comes later? Comes. I think it does. That's why I wrote it down. All right then. Hmm. Uh, So (laughs) now we cut to this lady. Uh, Her name is Karen Fletcher, the worst actor in the whole movie. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't too bothered by her. Oh, okay. She was whatever to me. Yeah. Uh, I never really noticed. She did her part, I felt. What was her name? She was like, supposed to be like a psychiatrist or Karen something, Karen Fletcher. Right? Oh, Karen Fletcher is her name? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I her name. <laughs> what did you think it was? I just thought. Is that I, how we now call old women? I no, just, I saw Karen Fletcher the other day. <laughs> 
For some reason, I thought Kevin Fletcher was like the actor's name. No, that's that's the character. <laughs> okay, name. character name. Got it. I don't know the actor's name. I don't either. <laughs> I, I, obviously, she wasn't good enough to look up. So, no. uh, anyway, so she's an abduction report on the news, whatever, and it, she just kind of unfazed by it. But then she sees an email from one of her clients saying, "We need to talk." And now, um, cut back to the girls and Claire saying we should bite him and we should all get together and take him down. Casey's like, no, we can't take him down. I saw how he just picked you up like you are nothing. Like, even if we all gang up on him, there's no way we can do it. Which I think is weird. Yeah. Like, there's three of you. (laughs) There's only one of him. Right. He's not, like, he's not massive. He's just... He's not that physically Like I don't know why she's all of a sudden like, oh yeah, we can't do that. It's like what that's that? that's Casey. She's she's kind of you know she she's really shy and she's worried about like fighting back. It comes into play. Okay, okay. Yeah, this is this is where the twist comes in. Uh, okay, so then um, James McAvoy meets with uh, Karen Fletcher, right? And he is a patient of her psychiatry, right? And no, I like you keep saying James McAvoy because it's very hard to keep track of all the exactly. different Exactly. Well, that's the thing is yes. I, I made a list of all the different people. I tried authors. to. Okay. I got Hedwig. I've got Dennis. Uh-huh. And I've got, what's her name? Penelope? It's not. Patricia. Pa- Patricia. Yeah. It's Patricia. Yeah. I think that's about all I've got. Okay. Okay. So you're not going to flesh out my list. Mine's way more detailed. Oh, uh, God. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, I will go through my list at the end of my half. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, Karen's like, you know, last time I saw you, you were great and healthy. You were doing well. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing great. She's like, so why did you message me that we needed a meeting? And she's, he's like, well, you know, I'm feeling better now. Like, I, I had a moment. I, I you know, felt kind of weird, but I, I feel better now. And at this point, you don't know he has multiple personality disorder. You don't know, like, I think it's called thing. disassociative identity disorder because they keep calling it DID. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, yeah, cool. it is called DID. I don't know what's it, you know, because this movie, it's obviously not like a realistic, like a, like interpretation no. of the disease. No. I just, yeah. Um, And she's like, you know, out of all, all the client, all the other clients have the same disorder. You perform the best at work. You're always consistent. So he seems to be doing pretty good. What does he do for a living? Is that right? Is that revealed? I don't think so. Okay, interesting. Um, And then McAvoy just wants to let, you know, wants to have people believe him for his order because people just think he's crazy and, and like he doesn't actually have all these different people in his head um, because it seems like a very organized system in some ways more so his his DID more so than like what I would probably imagine real um, people have to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. that his is very organized and like um, we'll explain it later, but it's got like it's not as random, right? You know? It seems like they... it seems like he has some kind of control and there's some sort of order, right, 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 over it, right. Um, anyway, so now, um, the girls are peeping through the locked door. They're trying to get out. They're trying to look at it and they say, oh, there's some lady. And the lady says like, oh, are they in there? Someone's just like, don't go in there. And she's like, I'm going in there. And they go, help, we're in here, we're in here. And he opens the door and it's James McAvoy in a dress who oh. says, don't worry, I'll talk to him. He listens to me. He says about the other person. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's like, at this point, you're like, oh, this guy, um, I think he's two different people. <laughs> His personalities are split. I sp- uh, well, it's the name of the movie. <laughs> you know, they know these ladies. They need to split out of there. Ah. <laughs> God, did they ever say anything like that in the other movies? Like the village. <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm sure they probably said the, a word. The village. In, in it. the happening, they go. It's happening. <laughs> I think they call them sides in sides. So that makes sense. They, do they call it the sixth sense and the sixth sense? I think they sense? do because it's like your other sense. Yeah, right. right. And then, uh, and then in Unbreakable, he goes, I'm unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> you can't break these chains. And then, and then in After Earth, they say After Earth. I don't know. I'm just listening. Is that an M.I. Shyamalan movie? That is an M.I. Shyamalan movie. That was back when putting his name in the in the trailer. He didn't was, even write that movie. I don't think. I think no. I don't think he did. I just directed it, and it was basically just like a, a a way of getting Will Smith's son into movies. That's all it was, and it was really obviously that when you were watching the movie too. How could he be filmed if you can't see mirrors? That's true. How yeah. could I, how could how could they be real if cameras aren't real? Exactly. <laughs> think about it. So, um. Anyway, uh, wow, where where was I? Okay, yeah, I don't know. Um, so now uh, the psychiatrist lady, she says she's gonna have a panel and talk about you know all this stuff in like a big national conference about um these how these DID patients have like ch- crazy like their brain chemistry, 
yeah. changes completely with their you know whoever they are like it's not just like oh hey i feel different it's like no their brain like rewires itself as, right. as their personalities come out later on they bring up an example of like a woman i guess who had did and one of her personalities like the woman was blind but one of the personalities had sight and so then she could see when she was that personality or something yeah it's really silly it's something crazy like that probably not real <laughs> no no that that's 100 percent not real yeah. <laughs> um I, yeah i i think that's the thing is i i always take these like like, this is so outlandish yeah. that it's like, um, okay, I don't think anyone like believes this is an actual thing. I, be- I bet people watch this movie and think like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> they also watch them break and be like, oh, wow, water really is bad <laughs> for some people. They watch the village. They're like, there's a village out there. <laughs> <laughs> they watch Sai and just go, aliens! <laughs> <laughs> they watch the happening and they're like, ooh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Sure have some questionable thoughts about his early career. <laughs> Towards uh, Asian people. Yeah. <laughs> but he seems all right he now. Seems, he seems all right. <laughs> he's talking to plants. He's wearing his OED Chanel. It's going okay It's all for good. Him. It's all good. He works at a school with John Leguizamo. They're both teachers. It seems like a pretty okay universe to live in. They watch Sixth Sense. They go, oh, Helio Josman wasn't always fat. <laughs> That was too mean. That's fine. That's all right. It's the truth. (laughs) You're so little. I see fat people. (laughs) I see dead careers. (laughs) Hey, he's doing pretty well for himself. He's not doing bad for himself. I like Kayla Jones. I like him a lot. I like his weird second career. Yeah. Yeah, it's like just like a... Just funny a, guy? Just a weird, goofy guy. I love it. Pretends to be uh, uh, Palmer Lucky in Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah that's great. he's great. <laughs> All right, so um, so another guy comes in. I'm sorry, it's just James McAvoy, but this is a guy with a glasses. different personality. Yeah, a different Dennis. personality. Yeah, it's Dennis comes in, and he says like, um, oh, I'm sorry, about the panel. They said that she can't have the panel, but then apparently it's okay, and she has a panel later. It doesn't matter. Wow, cool. I know, cool. So then um, Dennis comes in and is like, hey, you know, you keep this 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 bathroom all messy. You got to clean it. I made it easy. Pink bottle for ceramics, blue bottle for the floor. Have fun. And then he's like, I'm sorry I touched you guys. You are sacred food, and I promise not to bother you again. What do you think that means? I don't know. That's the late one. The girl said, what if he has a dog? <laughs> <laughs> See, these girls are dumb. They're Honestly, dumb as hell. No, I thought they were pretty smart. Like, yeah, sure. What else are you going to think? Are you going to think anything weird, supernatural? You guys think it's gonna who who are they gonna feed? They think she he's gonna eat them. I wouldn't say he has a dog. I'd say, oh my god, he's gonna feed us to something. My first response yeah, she, wouldn't be to jump. Like, no, no, guess they, they, what they, he has. their first response was fear and yeah, yeah. scaredness, and they're like, they didn't. They were trying like, what does that even mean? I don't know. That was whatever. <laughs> that, I think honestly, for the most part, this girl's pretty smart. They're okay. trying to they're trying to escape a lot of moments, and they do some pretty solid moves. Okay, they don't work, but not in my half. <laughs> okay, well, well, maybe it changes. Anyway. Now, um, the uh, God. Now Casey wakes up and has like some flowers next to her, and everyone's like really scared and looking in the corner. And she looks, and it's James McAvoy sitting there. And the first thing he says is, "My name's Hedwig. I have red socks." <laughs> and uh, so now he has an angry inch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he was nine. Um. Oh, is he supposed to be a nine years old boy? That's the thing. Is yeah. He. She asked him. And said, "Hey, uh, you know, like, who are you?" And he's like, "I'm Hedwig. I got socks." He's acting like a, a complete weirdo. Yeah, more so than usual. <laughs> and, um, uh, anyway, he goes. She's like, "Hey, so how old are you?" And he's like, "I'm nine. Um, let's hang out. Let's be friends." And like, I'm not supposed to be here, but you know, uh, Dennis and um, Miss. Miss Patricia don't like it when I get down here, but uh, you know I, I'm sneaking down here, and she's they're like, okay, cool. Can you like sneak us out of here? She's like, oh, I get in trouble. Basically, uh, Casey does the thing where she tries to befriend him to try to get him get out, out of there, there right? Because she, because he obviously is really interested in like hanging out with these people, right? Um, and then he's she's like, hey, let me tell you a secret. He's like, what? He leans in real close, and she says, the bad man's coming for you. And he's like, oh, that's not true. You're lying. And then he runs out. And I'm like, well, that worked. And she's like, damn it. There you go. <laughs> oh, also, she says, he also says, I can't sneak you out because something in here, we just made this place safe and it'd be a shame if that got ruined. And then he runs out the door. Okay. Now, Casey figures out 
Something made just made it safe. That means, hey guys, check the drywall. So they start hitting all the drywall and so you can find any open spots. And they eventually find a vent in the ceiling. Claire does. And she starts hitting it with her shoe and it breaks down and it turns out there's a big old vent there. And now she's like, okay, I'm going to try to escape. And you need to let me know if McAvoy comes back. And uh, Casey does that. She looks and she waits and he starts coming back. She climbs up and makes the escape just before he comes in. He's like, what the hell? She escapes, goes to a boiler room, and then he finds her in the boiler room. Of course. But she was hiding in a, a locker, so, you know, props to her, but... Oh, she was hiding in a locker? hmm Interesting. Hmm. And he finds her and says, like, wow, almost got you. Almost got away that time, but, you know, luckily we're really powerful, so that's not going to happen. And then uh, he puts her in isolation. And But the weird thing is, he's a weird creep, Dennis is, as you might, yep, as you might have guessed. Aware, yeah. And says, like, you're, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're, um... Your sweater's dirty, so you're gonna have to take it off. Uh, so she takes it off, and then he, he just, she just just goes into like this room. And yes. It's fine. Right. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, t- t- and then because of all that, he also comes into the other girls. It's like you need to take off your your shirts and and skirts too. So they're in like really long outfits. Oh God, it's weird. Um, because um, it turns out he does he has OCD, so he doesn't like it when things are dirty. Oh. That's okay. why he does it. Okay. But also, he's the same character that also likes to see young girls dance naked. Yeah, exactly. So, eh. <laughs> not great there. <laughs> um, Where were we now? Okay. Um, uh, He says it's not nice to trick children. That's a minor thing. Does that come to play later? Not at all. Okay, Oh, cool. well, no, a little bit, but not All right, all right. Um, Now, Karen's giving the speech and says... um. At the, you know, doing her speech for the whole conference and says, like, these different DID people, they have different personalities. When one goes to a different personality, they can change everything from, like, their cholesterol to their strength. There's someone, there's one patient I have who is a Russian weightlifter who can lift three times their body weight, even despite, like, not being possible. And it's like, is this the way we lock the power to the brain? And when I heard that, I was like, man, this movie's like Lucy. It is like Lucy. Yeah. But like, yeah, it is. It's just bad. That's just the thing. Like, Lucy's bad. Yeah. Lucy's a bad movie. Yeah. Um, But I like this one a little more, despite it not, I will admit, it's not a great movie. Like, I'm not going to be like, right. you know, you you saying it's a bad movie, that's fine. I'm still going to sit over here and be like, it's all right. Whatever. All right. But, you know, again, I have not seen the last half. Yeah. Um, Things could get pretty crazy. But so far, I am enjoying myself. And even though this part made me go, oh, it's like Lucy, a movie I hate. Um, you know what? I like Lucy until the very end too. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, will we? In the very end, I was like, "This is fucking stupid." I'm very curious to see where this goes. All right. Um. So he keeps checking in these doctor's offices or her his doctor office, and because some one of the personalities keeps emailing her, and then she's like, "You know, I don't think I'm talking to Barry because Barry is apparently the personality that you know loves art and uh or likes fashion a lot and drawing." And they always talk. She always talked to him about that, but. Something's off because he's been like doing little OCD ticks around where he like, you know, adjusts the candy bowl, does different things like that. She's like, you know, I've gotten pretty good at recognizing all all 23 of your personalities that live in your body. Um, So I'm going to take a guess that this one is Dennis, who's a great person, but likes a little misunderstood. But his problem is, is why he's never allowed to use the body or as they say, go to the light. Um is because he likes to watch young girls dance naked. So, you know, he's kind of banned. <laughs> um, so he's like, When they oh. say young girls dance naked, what is that? like? Does See, that... when I hear the word young, it makes me feel like they're underage. Yeah, right? That's what I think. Is that and what he, it and is? And these are high schoolers, so it makes me feel like he, that's what he tried to do in the beginning. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, so now we have uh, gross child molestation yeah. in the middle of this film now. Well, it was in the beginning of the film. What do you mean? We tried to do the, the, the rape scene. Yeah, but this is, I guess that's true, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully it doesn't get any worse. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> so then, uh, yeah. Let's see what we got here. Okay, so now he leaves and he's fine. But then M. Night Shyamalan appears and is like, here's a twist. He no. always likes doing that shit he, where he, he pops appear, up in his own movie. He appears as the quote, um, J, fine, or slash Hooters lover Ugh. because he brings in Hooters wings and... She makes a comment about how these are gross, and it's gross for men to just go and ogle at women. He's like, I don't know, wings are good. Uh, here, let me look at your security footage. And they go through security footage, and they see that Barry, despite, would not step in trash, but he just walks right through the trash. So he's a different person. So it's not Barry. It's not Barry. 
Um, anyway, now we have a new version of James McAvoy, who I have no idea who he is, but let me just say a very effeminate version of James oh, McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. He's like a... Um, I like he watched like Queer Eye once. He's like, I'm just gonna try to try to be like that because he's like, I'm gonna brush your hair. I just ah, I, I, clean. I, I fix food for you guys. Let's have a great time. Let's Want just some hang avocados. Out. Yeah. <laughs> there, let's go have a proper meal. So he takes him out of the room. Now, by the way, this is uh, remember Claire is off in her own purgatory, right? Her own isolation, solitary, right? And uh, so it's just um, Marcia and um, Casey. It's only two people. They go into the other room, which is like a really crappy break room. He's like, I'm going to make, you know, he, this is a weird thing he says. He says, he puts on some uh, Eastern music and he just goes, I heard that Asian people's music aids digestion. And I'm like, I know some people who would probably say that sort of thing. <laughs> like, again, he Not just kind of, like he just, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like he just came in and was just like, uh, I'm just going to act like, one of those people that sees a culture and is just like, I'm just going to like, not really be I'm sensitive. Gonna appropriate yeah, that I'm just going to appropriate that shit like crazy. <laughs> um, and then he just is like, I'm going to make some more food because you guys can digest it. And then he's like, starts making a mayo sandwich again. And it's just like, I don't see any meat. He just keeps making mayo sandwiches. And I'm like, that is the craziest person of all. <laughs> <laughs> Who would just eat Someone a mayo sandwich? just a mayo sandwich. That's crazy. Or he's just really white. Oh god! <laughs> to turn off the Eastern music. Yeah, I know it's gonna. I gotta aid the digestion of this fucking mayo sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Will, nothing will help you there. So gross. While he's making the sandwich, Marcia's like, oh, "This is my time to break out." So she grabs a chair, whacks him on the back, not the head, and yeah, then tries to. The yeah, I know, and she tries to run away, and um, he catches her and then grabs her and is like, "Hey, you know, you've always had it easy. That's why we chose you." You've never had any problems in your life. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. How does he know that? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I don't know that. And, you know, I don't know what they have on these girls and why they kidnapped them. Right. That hasn't been seen yet. Do you think they looked them up somewhere? Like, see how their <sighs> life have been? Don't know. Okay. But whatever. The beast is coming for her. And um, now Dennis is there. I could tell because Casey has some crumb on her shirt and he's like freaking out about it. And then um, Hedwig appears and then cuddles Casey weirdly. And then uh, explains kind of how the whole switching works. And he's like, Barry, Barry's usually the only one who can be in the light anytime. But now I can because uh, Patricia and Dennis allowed me to get into the light. Mm-hmm. And I can do it anytime I want. And everyone can just sit and watch me. And it's all up to me. And I got all the power. And she's like, oh, okay, that's cool. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, and then Hedwig's like, can I kiss you? And she's like, Ugh okay i guess whatever and it's awful and then he's like i'm sorry you might be pregnant now and i'm like oh this is weird honestly that was the first time i was like that's kind of funny <laughs> i don't know why it, it, it was maybe just because nothing in the, none of the humor in the movie worked except for that line yeah. just like one of those ones that hit yeah it's like watching a mel brooks movie you know one of the one of those jokes uh, one of, yeah you'd throw everything at the wall, throw everything <laughs> at the wall one of them might stick so then um casey's like okay i'm gonna play a quiz or she's like can you get me out of here and he's like no i can't do that you're gonna trick me again and she's like no how about this? We'll do a quiz. I'm going to say, you got to ask if it's true or false. And then maybe you can take me up to your room so we can listen to some of your cool records. He's like, yeah, I like my records. I like Kanye West. Okay, whatever. And then uh, she's like, okay, here's my quiz. Is this true or false? I get into trouble at school on purpose so I can get away from people. He's like, I guess you could see my room. Just completely ignores the quiz. <laughs> he's also nine, so whatever. Yeah, yeah, he just lost interest. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like talking about school. I don't yeah, him. and then he says, I'm sorry. Hedwig, I have to go anyway, because Hedwig says someone keeps emailing the doctor lady, and Dennis has to go. Or yeah, Wait, Hedwig? I'm sorry. He says someone keeps emailing doctor lady, and Dennis has to deal with it, so now Dennis has to do his stuff. I see. So now I have to do that. And then they have a meeting again with the doctor's office, and she says, um, I know you can summon you know, I know you're not Barry. You are freaking Dennis. And he's like, yes, I admit I'm Dennis. And me and Patricia always get all this shit from all the other people that are in here. And, um, she's like, well, what if I summon Kevin? I could say his full name and summon him. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't want to do that. I know it'd be chaos, but I could do it and talk to him. And then he's like, no, you can't because we're the only ones who can protect Kevin. Right. And that's where my half ends. That's right. So, so what the fuck do you know when you start to screw me? 
I got to tell you, this movie is really easy to pick up. Really? I was not lost at all. And oh, I think, okay. Honestly, I feel like I had the whole movie in front of me. At wow, that's good. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you some questions. Okay. One, who do you think Kevin is? Kevin is the bad, the, the, the extra personality, the mean one. Okay, cool. Is that right? No. Aww. Kevin is the original guy. Oh. The, the original dude before all that happened. Okay. Okay. Second thing. Why do you, do you think there's some kind of like reason why Kevin has all of these different personalities? Do you think there's some kind of some event happened? Some event. Okay. Third question: How does this movie end? Not with, not with Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Willis, Willis coming out and be like, "What the fuck?" Before that, yeah. Um, I think that the there is some twist with. Casey because they keep alluding to it she has something that's related to him because she knows a little too much about him right she seems a bit too oh no is it her dad so oh no (laughs) no okay Hedwig takes lady to the room I want to realizing ladies Casey and they dance in the room and we see a hamster spinning in a wheel. Nice. And I see the hamster, and I'm hamsters. like, that hamster is supposed to be like a metaphor for like Casey and everyone else in this house. They're constantly trying to escape. They're running and they're running. They're just going in a circle. God, you're so smart. Thank you. So then uh, Hedwig's like, hey, I'm going to show you the window. I have a window in here. <laughs> you ever seen a window before? Check it out. <laughs> well, she's like, you can I- see the outside. <laughs> well, yeah. Casey wants to escape through the window. Aww. So Casey's like, where's the window? And he goes, it's right here. And points to a drawing of a window. Oh. And so there's not an actual window. And then he's like, you were going to try to escape again. So then Casey starts begging for help. And he's like, she's like, I'll listen to your Kanye West albums. I'll do anything. But come on. Let's just let me let's just get out of here. And I'm like, Kanye West, what is this all about? So then Patricia says that, um, that oh, uh, Hedwig says that Patricia told him that he will be taken seriously when the beast comes. Mm. What do you think that? What do you think the beast is? The beast is Kevin. No, I already said that. Already said um, that. The beast is um, that guy in X Men. He pops out. You're right. And he's all blue. He's, and like, he's all like, "Oh, I'm smart." There, the somebody's like, "Like, why didn't you say anything?" And he goes, "Well, they didn't ask, so I didn't tell." And then the hands are so heavy during that movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then um, the. In the middle of this like argument between the two of them, Casey's like, "Hey, I want show me something cool." So he's like, "Okay, here's a walkie-talkie," and it works. And there's a guy on the other line that can hear you. And so she takes the walkie-talkie, and I'm like, "Fucking scream into the walkie-talkie and tell him everything." And so she like puts it up to her to her mouth, and Hedwig's like, "No, you're gonna get us in trouble." And she's like, "Hello," and then obviously Hedwig's like. No, you're going to get us in trouble. And then she like pushes Hedwig and she's like, hello, hello, hello. And then I'm like, you idiot, just fucking say like who you are and where you are. Like, what are you doing? So finally, she starts giving useful information, but it doesn't matter anyway, because the guy on the other end is like, who is this? Is this some kind of a joke? So it's completely pointless and useless and it never yeah. ends up happening or at all or helping her at all. Like a hamster in a wheel. Exactly. Pointless and useless. That's right. Like this movie. Except the exercise. <laughs> That's right. This this is even less than that. This is an exercise of your brain, it's Mike. Expanded. Split into multiple personalities. <laughs> it's an exercise of patience. Uh-huh. So Hedwig turns into another personality. I believe it's Patricia. And Casey, uh, Patricia throws Casey back into her room and then leaves. And just as Patricia leaves, Casey sees like a little nail on the ground. She picks it up. And then Dennis arrives and Dennis is like, the beast will love you. The beast is going to gonna be here and you'll be great. And then Casey's just about to like attack with the night like, or with the, the, the nail or something. Doesn't work though. They close the door on her, cut to that end of the scene. And now we flash back to little girl Casey. Okay. All right. Now follow me now. I'm following. Let's go. Where are we going? We see little girl Casey, little girl, like, Four, yeah, she's very little. Like, she's like maybe eight. Like maybe eight. Yeah, maybe seven, a little younger. And then we see a guy in the woods with a beard. Mm, and he's like, hey, do you want to pretend to be an animal again? And he's like, uh, I'll tell your dad that you're not being nice. And then Casey starts. And then he starts taking his clothes off. And then she starts removing her shirt. Then they cut to uh, like a time is spent. Okay, I thought that would happen because they're... <sighs> I don't like this movie because of this. This is what bothers me the most. I don't want to see a movie, a really silly little movie about, oh, this guy, he's kind of goofy, with fucking child molestation. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like this movie is supposed to be silly. I don't... 
I don't think well, it's it not fucking serious either. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it's pretty serious. Not good serious. There's like barely any jokes. I didn't say it's good serious, but I think it's trying to be serious. There's What do you mean there's not any jokes? There's like a little nine-year-old boy that you laughed at earlier. Yeah, because he's weird, but he's also kind of disturbing. <sighs> trying to be. I don't say I don't find him disturbing. Know. I don't know. Here's I, my thing. is I saw this coming because I there was all those flashbacks, and the very yes. last flashback was her sitting in a tent and her uncle like walking out and then looking at her weird and like smiling. All yes. Friendly. And I'm like, <sighs> you know, in movies... <sighs> Men never smile at kids <laughs> unless, unless they're about to do unless something they're terrible. Unless they're so nasty to them. Yeah. Like in real life, I smile all the time at kids because I don't want to make them mad at me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want them to get pissed off yeah. at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like accuse you of terrible. I'm not going to do anything to that kid. I just yeah. want to smile at them. Make sure they don't do anything to me. I don't even make eye contact. I just like avoid them as much yeah. as I possibly can. You know why? Because movies like this prep. Because <laughs> <laughs> anytime you're an older man and smile at a kid, you're yeah. just going to. Do something nasty to them. Yeah, it's like, that's not true. That's not how it works. <laughs> Just well, like your mental health stuff. Anyway. Well, that's what happens here, right? Oh, yeah. So he fucking molests this little girl, and then they cut, and we see her uncle getting all dressed up again. And then they cut to the little Casey just holding a fucking shotgun, like, to her uncle, and, like, finger on the trigger, and it's really goofy looking. Like, it doesn't look scary or shocking or anything. Because mm. it's a little girl holding this big-ass fucking shotgun. And I'm just thinking, like, if she shoots that thing, like, the recoil is going to be insane. She's probably going to, like, break her nose. Uh, but she doesn't shoot it. And he takes it from her. And then we cut back to Casey crying and sobbing. Mm. So, it's this point. I'm like, whoa. Whoa. Wow. Tone we're, change. We're, go- we're going through this now. Yeah. So, then we show that Barry's emailing the old lady a ton, the psychiatrist or whatever. Okay. And then Dennis rushes out of the house just as the lady arrives. And um, and she, the old lady's like, you know, you're an extraordinary person. You know, I really like you. And Dennis is like, you think we're extraordinary? And she says, I like you, Dennis. May I come in? It's like, that's not an answer. That's, yeah, that's weird. It's a really weird way of saying something. So then Dennis brings the old lady in. And he says that he wants to talk to her about Kevin and what his mother did to him. So we got more abuse ah. of a child. So Dennis blames Kevin's mother for all this. And then Devin, De- De- Dennis says that he has met the beast and that the beast is real. And then he points out an example of the blind woman I mentioned earlier. And it's at that point, I'm like, this is fucking really goofy. Like, this is stupid. This is stupid that we have a movie about child molestation right up next to, like, complete lies about uh, disassociative identity disorder. It's fucking gross and weird. So then the old lady's like, I don't really believe this. Can uh, I meet up with you tomorrow and talk about this? And he's like, yeah, okay. And then she's like, hey, can I go to the bathroom real quick? And as she asks that, she, like, takes a handkerchief and puts it in, like, a door hole. Okay. And I don't know why she did that. So she can't peek in, that's why. No, no, not like a door hole, like like a lock door. Like, you know where the, 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 the when you, when a door locks, there's, like, the, um... The, the, the little hole where the lock goes into? Oh, yeah, the, the deadbolt. The deadbolt. She puts that in the deadbolt. And I don't know why she did that. So you can get it, at, so you can unlock it? Probably, but it was just so obvious. And it's a big deadbolt, and it's a big handkerchief. And it's, like, right in the same view. And she's, like, it just really was really awkward. And I'm, like, that's fucking weird. So then, And it's, like, if you don't trust him that much, just leave. Yeah. Like, if you, don't, if you trust him to the point where, like, you don't think that he'd unlock a door for you, just go. What are you doing? But she doesn't. She opens a locked door and sees one of the ladies. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the old lady is like shocked and scared and doesn't know what to do. And uh, then Dennis slams the door in the old lady's face. And the old lady's like, Dennis, you can't do this. You got to let that girl out. And then Dennis sprays the old lady with uh, sleepy gas and knocks is. her out. He's also a scarecrow. That's his like. That's, yeah, that's right. She sees that's his twenty first uh, personality. That's right. She sees the b- b- the Jonathan thing that Crane. scares her the most. Yeah, uh, which is uh, the, the handkerchiefs and deadbolts. <laughs> it's the 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 last Airbender. Oh no! So uh, then Casey tries oh. to escape using the nail, and then the other ladies. This is what the movie starts to split off into three different stories. So oh, really? Split? Split? Oh, that's right. Split. Uh, so we see the, the ladies trying to escape. They see the ladies trying to escape. We see uh, Casey trying to escape, and we see. Uh, what's going on with Dennis or uh, James McAvoy and his different personalities? So, in one half, we've got uh, the other ladies. So, okay, so this is weird, right? So, one of the ladies is like, she sees the older lady that showed up and she's like, Some lady's here. We need to escape. 
And I'm like, why didn't you try escaping before? Why is the fact that there's a lady here mean you need to escape? Uh-huh. So then they start talking like it's an escape room. And they're like, is there anything in your room that can get us out? <laughs> <laughs> and so that when I was like, hey, there's an old hanger. So they do this thing where they put that hanger. They like bend the hanger through the top of the door and down the other way so that they can knock the lock off. Okay. And I'm like, that's never going to work. And it never does. Oh, so, okay. But they keep coming back. At least they try. They keep coming back. Like it's supposed to be like intense. And I'm like, never. I'm never. I'm like, this is not going to work. Like, pe- like you could do this to like a locked door in a car be of glass. So you know, like where you're going, where everything mm-hmm. is. I don't know. It was just dumb. Uh, then we uh, cut to um, Patricia. So she's at the train station. She gets flowers. And then she turns into Dennis and she puts the flowers on the platform. And then they get into a dark, empty train. And then. Uh, they start stripping in the dark, empty train, like stripping naked, or at least with their shirt off. Okay. So I, it's this. So I've I've got some questions here. Why are they going to the train station? Why are they getting flowers? What? What? Why? Why are they not just doing this where they were? Can you explain this to me? No, I have I, nothing. I honestly, really I honestly, <sighs> I really hoped that there had been some kind of explanation for this because there's no reason for him to go to the train station. Why not just do it in, like, your bathroom or something? Yeah. So he walks all the way to the train station, huh. does this, gets in the empty, dark train, and then he turns into the beast. Now, oh. We've been maybe told. Maybe that's why. Maybe he had to summon all, do all those things in the train. How? Why? I don't know. It's not, it's, I don't know. So then, so I'm like, okay, the beast. Now, he's described the beast. He's like, it's furry, and his fingers are twice as long as mine, and he's really <laughs> tall. Now, so do you think the beast is going to look like a beast? It's going to look like Andre the Giant. It looks like James McAvoy with a lot of veins. <laughs> it just oh. looks like a baby James McAvoy. And the only thing that's creepy is that he can run really fast and he can crawl on walls like <gasps> Spider-Man. Ooh, yeah. That's pretty scary. No, it isn't. It's really goofy looking. Oh. So then um, Casey is trying to escape from the room. Uh, she escapes from that room, but then she's she's in a second room, like the bedroom, uh, and she's locked. You know, in you know those escapers of the second. That's room. That's what it is, those right? Good ones. Those she's good like, ones. oh man, I just wasted like forty minutes in the other room. Oh, oh I don't God. know how long this was gonna take. <laughs> <laughs> so she's trying to escape, and she starts fucking around with the computer. There's a computer in that room. I don't know why she's fucking around with the computer. I'm like, get out! What are you doing? Like, look around the room and see if there's anything to get out. But she doesn't. She starts playing videos of all her personalities on the computer and watches them, and eventually. She start. She finds one video that shows James McAvoy getting keys and opening the door, and she's like, "What?" And she turns around. There's the keys right there. I mean, to be fair, that's honestly how I would probably find the keys. Why wouldn't you just look around the room? I don't know because I wouldn't think the keys would be. I didn't think it would be that obvious. Well, there you go. But anyway, it is that obvious. So, uh, what happens next? So the old lady wakes up uh, from her like drug stupor. And she starts writing something down on a piece of paper. What is she writing? Down? It's her dream diary. Her Duh, dream. she can't stop. She can't She's, stop now. She, yeah, that's right. She just woke Karen, up. You can't dream. stop now. I had this crazy dream that there was aliens that came down and they were, their weakness was water. Oh, it was so crazy. It was, uh, so crazy. it was ridiculous. I got to write this down. It never happened. No one would ever think it. I'll be serious. <laughs> it's when you wake up and you read of it and you're like, this is a stupid dream. Yeah. <laughs> I probably should have written that down. But then the beast returns back home. <gasps> and I, I wrote down, I don't know why he went to the trade station. So the beast stands before the old lady and. I wrote that the beast is just McAvoy with a bunch of AIDS. Uh, the old lady tries stabbing him with a knife, but the knife breaks against mm. McAvoy's skin. Oh, shit. And then the beast crushes the old lady. Whoa. So that's How? something. Explain the crush. Like, puts his arms around her and, like, squeezes oh, her. Oh, like giving a big old hug. Yeah, it's Aww, really cute. that's cute. It's I, cute. You know, that's a good way to go. Yeah, <laughs> with a big old smile on your face. Yeah, like, oh, yeah I I'm that. loved. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than like autoerotic speciation, I guess. Yeah. So Casey escapes, finds her friends, one of which is dead, <gasps> and the other one is being Who's eaten. Dead? The black one. Okay. And then Claire is being eaten by James McAvoy, so oh. they're both dead. Uh, so then Casey's looking for something. I don't know what. She has keys with her, and she's trying to open the door. And then she can't open the door. I think it's because there's so many keys. She's like, I don't know which keys open the door. So then she starts looking at books, like on the bookshelf. And I'm like, why are you looking at books? What the fuck is that going to do? I don't know. But then here's what it does. Now, here's what I mean by a character does something that is pointless to the character, but important to the movie. So earlier on was, why is he going to the train station? That's not really explained. But it's kind of cool to see him running around the, the town, I guess. So she's looking at the bookshelf. And eventually she looks down and sees the little piece of paper that the old lady wrote. And it says to say his name, which is Kevin. Kevin Wendell Crumb. Now, remember early on, one one of the per- personalities was like, "You got a crumb on you." 
supposed to be a reference, I guess. Maybe. Probably, I don't know, it's dumb. Okay, yeah, all right. It's dumb. So she says it, and then the beast sort of gets really weak. And um, then there's a flashback showing uh, McAvoy's abuse by his mother, and she's holding like a hanger. And I'm like, oh, is that supposed to be a reference too? There's no one in that scene that would have gotten that. So right. I don't know why that was there. Hmm. I don't know why he wouldn't even have hangers in his house if that's if it would cause so much pain. But I don't know. So then I'm assuming Kevin is now back. It is Kevin. And he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't remember who Casey is. And he thinks it's still 2014 and that he was on a oh. bus. No, he says this. He's like, well, the last thing I remember is being on a bus in 2014. And I'm like, bus? He was on a train. Was that supposed to be the same thing? Nah, it's completely different. It Trains is. or buses are different. Mike. It, I know that. Both so public transportation. So then, but... why didn't he just say I was on a train, and then that would have made sense as to why he went to the train? I don't know. That doesn't even make sense why he'd go to the train if that was the reason either. Yeah, I don't know. But it would be a little bit. Of you something. really just want to know why he's on the train? It doesn't make sense why he would leave the house. Like all it does is create a ticking clock that is pointless because nobody even sees him running around. Like there's no reason for him to leave the house and then go back to it. It doesn't make any sense to me. You don't want to break the house. I don't know. I don't. Oh yeah. Maybe he has to go there and complete the ritual. <sighs> I mean, they did weird other shit that you have to do. Yeah, this. but we're kind of putting the pieces together here rather than the movie trying to do that That's for true. us. So uh, he's he's Kevin. He's like, all right, Casey. That's your name, right? Casey, I want you to kill me with a shotgun. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, just like the flashback. Okay. Yeah. So then he's like, there's a shotgun behind you. And there's some shells, uh, some shotgun shells in a locker. Remember earlier, there's a character oh, in yeah. the locker. One in, in one of the lockers is one of his lockers. That's where the shotgun shells are. Uh-huh. And then he starts flying through identities of personalities. And they're all yelling at Casey, like, don't do this. Stop doing this. And then it finally turns into Patricia. And Casey pulls the shotgun. And uh, then she's, like, running. And she opens the door. And the handkerchief comes out of the door, allowing Casey to escape. And then uh, the guy turns back into the beast. And then Casey stops running for some reason, even though she has a head start on him. And I'm like, just leave. Or just say his name. Again, why not? Yeah. When, like Patricia says, you can't say his name. And I'm like, you could try. Why not? You could try. Why can't you say his name? I don't know. She's like, oh, we have him down so far now. And I'm like, just oh, say okay. it again. Sure. Why not? Just That's give it convenient. a fucking shot. She's a liar. Just She's lying to you. It doesn't matter. So then she stops and she starts looking for the shotgun shells. And I'm like, just fucking leave. Like, just go. Uh, but she doesn't. And then the beast tackles her and rips off her shirt and her leg gets cut. And she loads the shotgun, but the beast is gone by this point. I'm like, why did the beast leave? But it did. So then they flash to Casey as a little kid, and her father died, and her uncle is going to take care of her from now on. Oh, no. And that's that's the person that was going to pick her up. It was her uncle. Oh, okay. So then the beast is screaming random bullshit at Casey. And at this point, I'm like, I don't even give a fuck anymore. So Casey keeps the gun pointed at him, and more of her shirt falls off. And then the beast charges at her, and she shoots the beast twice. And then the beast starts uh, like to pull apart the bars between the two of them because she's like behind bars. Okay. But then the beast sees the scars on her body. And the beast says that she's different from the rest, that her heart is pure. And oh, sorry, she, he says this because all over her body are scars. Oh, from her cutting? Probably from her cutting, most likely. Ugh. And she, he says, the broken are the more evolved. And then the beast walks away. Now, this is what I'm saying. This, this guy is just just randomly stealing women that he thinks has had a good life. Like, it's a good thing that Casey's abuse, like, showed in a physical manner, you know? I know, right? It's almost as if some people go through horrible things in their life and it doesn't show. It doesn't manifest. In it doesn't physical. manifest in a physical, like, perspective. Kind yeah. of like, you know, James fucking McAvoy's character. Oh, yeah. Well, it's very physical because he changes, you know, yeah. his cholesterol or whatever. And it's like, we don't know who these other, like, we don't know the lives of these other women. Like, we don't know if they've also gone through terrible things. And it's like, I know that James McAvoy is supposed to be like the villain of the movie, but if that's supposed to be like, how is this supposed to be the lesson? Like, this is the moral? Is that people that, you know, people that uh, have physical, like, abuse. Have gone through shit are, are more, have seen Are better than normal people or that. The people that have gone through this horrible shit and have physical scars on them are somehow better. Like, I don't know if that's what it meant with the physical part. I think the physical part was just convenient plot. Convenience. Yeah, it is plot. Convenience. But I think I think the the meaning is like, oh yes, people who have actually gone through like actual trauma actually know what it's like to live, while other people don't are just fucking losers. And yeah, and the people that should be able to choose which this is, is not James great, fucking McAvoy, yeah, which is also not a great. Moment it's a terrible it's like, hey, moral. Hey. 
why don't you go get abusing in a horrible yeah situation? maybe you'll live a better life a fuller life yeah like i don't know like that's have what I'm people saying. treat you like shit See, this is what i'm saying about the movie like i don't like this lesson i don't like how they relate it to a, a, a poor girl that got molested by her uncle since she was a little girl like i don't like any of this this is fucking gross and creepy and weird and like the only way that this can be okay is if this was some dumb little movie that didn't take itself too seriously and wasn't trying to get across a lofty moral at the end. But this movie does do that. Like, it does have this weird lofty moral that people that have lived terrible lives live... Uh, are more evolved. Are more evolved or are pure? I don't know. It's just really weird and creepy, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. But then the Beast walks away, and then Casey's, like, just sitting there. She's safe now. And all of a sudden, some dude shows up. And he's like, huh, what are you doing in this area? He says. And I'm like, it's a weird thing to say. What are you doing in this area? That's not yeah. what people say. Usually they say, "Where? what are you what doing, are you doing here? here? Yeah. What are you doing in these parts? What are you doing in this area? What are you I, doing in this area? Oh, he's an alien. Now, here's the question. Why has someone not come across this before? I don't know. Where do you think they are? Actually, that's a great question. I don't know where they are. This is a twist, my friend. Oh, shit. Space. They're on Mars. <laughs> oh, no. Nope. He's in a zoo. He's well, been keeping women in a zoo, basically. And he's like an animal in a zoo as well, like all these different pens. So he's been living in an abandoned part of the zoo. And yeah. Hmm. Now, here's the other thing. Okay. Later on, it's implied that the beast character, the beast identity, is an amalgamation of all the animals in the zoo. And that's why he turns into this beast is because he's been living around animals for so long. Now that's dumb. That's dumb because he doesn't turn into a beast. He just turns into He just turns into a Vaney McAvoy. Yeah. <laughs> Vaney McAvoy. But this guy's like 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 he's like got Casey's like, all right, it's okay. It's okay, lady. And like walks her all the way past these fucking animals. Like there's just like a lion and there's like a tiger and some like gorillas and shit. That's interesting because um there is kind of an interesting metaphor kind of with this, is that um, you know, she was brought up hunting. And a lot of stuff, right. and a lot of that, like hunting animals, and she has a lot of animal facts, and she talks that with um, McAvoy's effeminate version a lot about like animal facts. That's kind of how they kind of get along on the friendly terms. So it is kind of interesting how they set that up. But Here, here's another here's another thing to consider. Which uh, again, if this was a better movie, I think this would have been pretty well handled. But when she when Casey's talking to young McAvoy. She's manipulating him. She's tricking him. It's true. She's learned from her uncle, essentially. Uh, so that's why it's not good to trick children. I guess. Hmm. But again, it's just, it's, again, I think if this was a better movie with like a lesson that wasn't, the people who have been abused are better than those who have not, or whatever. Like, I don't know. It just, it, I don't know. It just feels really creepy. I don't know if that's, you know, actually, now thinking back on it, I don't know if that's a lesson of the movie. I think that's just that guy's personal philosophy. Right. Which is like, you know, he's angry. Especially the beast. So what is, is the movie? The saying? beast is angry at like, um, you know, all the people around him because right. he blames everyone else for his problems. It's like, oh, you've gone through something. I have similar. Yes, that's great. I think he's just jealous to have like a normal life. I but, think. But what is the movie saying? I don't know. See, but that's see that's the problem. Is you have these other two characters who are capable. They are strong. They are they are smart apparently, and you know they at least try to escape, and they end up dying horrible deaths and off screen as well. Yeah. But Casey, she oh. lived because she lived through some pretty terrible stuff that we've seen in the movie. Yeah. You know? I think the movie itself is also also has this opinion. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't 100% agree with that, but I can't articulate why, and I apologize. That's fine. You, I'll give you a couple more minutes because the movie's not exactly over. Oh, God. Okay. So we see uh, that uh, we get a shot of the personalities talking to themselves. They're like, we are believed now. Oh, and then Casey's sitting in the back of the police car. And the police come by, and they're like, hey, Casey, uh, someone's here to pick you up. Your uncle's here. And they cut mm. to Casey, and Casey's just looking at the cop. And the cop's looking back at Casey. We cut back to Casey. And then that's the end. So we don't know whether or not Casey gets out of the cop car. Doesn't, what the we, fuck? Yeah. And then we cut to... What a twist. Yeah, right? So then we cut to the news reporter. She's talking about all this crazy stuff, that the beast was an amalgam of all animals in the zoo, that he's been called the Horde. They're like, the Jimmy's character has been called the Horde. And so then there's this lady. And she's like, this is like that crazy guy in a wheelchair that they put away 15 years ago. They gave him a funny name, too. What was it? And then we see Bruce Willis, and he's like, Mr. Glass. <laughs> 
I love it. That's dumb. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. It is. That's stupid. I like that it. doesn't. That, oh. I'm into it. I don't know why. I don't know why these sort of things are like. I look at it and I go, movie's dumb, but I kind of feel like I want to enjoy it. I don't know why. This movie's awful. It has to do with it has. It's it's equal parts a weird fantasy, weird movie, cinematic universe of Shyamalan horror and child molestation and child abuse. Like you're pretty happy to see Reanimator when a lady's gonna get raped by a. Um, that a movie head. does not take. That movie does not attempt to deal with heady themes of abuse and molestation and and all that kind of crazy stuff. It's just a dumb, fun little movie that knows what it's trying to do and keeps its tone consistent. I guess for me, it's just like. Just because a movie's trying to be serious and then has this subject matter and it's like, oh, it doesn't work. I don't know if that works less for me than a movie that just does it out of like, we're just going to be as fucking crazy as possible. Like, because it doesn't matter if you're someone who's gone through that traumatic, you know, anything traumatic. If you see it portrayed in a non-serious way, which could be even more offensive to you. Right. Or if you see it in a way that's sincere, or at least tries to be sincere, but, you know, fucks up and miss it. I don't know which is more offensive. I don't know if, you know, which way can be taken that way as like, right. oh, this isn't, this, this is not great for me to watch, you know? Like, either way, you're kind of screwed in that I, sense. I, you're right. I don't know that either. But I, I think for me, when you deal, when you have a movie with these very heady themes, especially of child molestation, you shouldn't also have like a dumb quote from fucking Bruce Willis at the end of the movie and like and and like I don't know like it just it it feels like that just feels like a completely different film and when you're dealing with something like that I think you should take it a bit more seriously than that you know mm. it it it, sh- it feels it feels manipulative to put it in a movie like that and it feels it feels Blase is not the right word for it, but it feels just like, oh, we'll put that in there. That 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 works for the character. And it's like, no, people deal with that. Like a lot of people go through that in their lives, yeah. and it should be dealt with a lot. It, it should it, be, eh, it should be dealt with a lot more seriously than just, oh, it's a character trait for her. You know, I don't know. It 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 feels more like that. It, it, yeah, no, you're right, and I think that comes down to the poor writing of just. Like, oh, absolutely. See, this is the thing. I, I will never. I, it's not like these things should never, ever be addressed. I, again, I'm, I've never gone through something like that, so I can't really say that I would never want to see something like that. But I will say that there are movies that deal with these kinds of subject matters and do it in a much more sensitive way because the characters are better handled than because the movie, the dialogue, is just better written. Like, it, if it was written properly, I think this movie would have been done well. But looking at it now, it feels manipulative. It feels really... It feels really like imbalanced. it feels like a check mark. It feels yeah. like it feels like you're playing D and D, and you're like, I don't know, molested in it. Well, she'll be molested as a kid. That's good for her, right? Yeah, we'll put that on a little check mark box here. Yeah, and it's like that. Child molestation is more than a plot point or a character yeah. trait. It's like something terrible that people have to go through and like yeah. live the rest of their lives. And like the fact that in the end, it's dealt with like, oh, and your uncle's here. Isn't that a twist that she still lives with her uncle? How is she going to deal with that? It's like, how about she? She deals with it. Like, how about we see that as an audience? We see her dealing with that. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Something like that. Maybe Something like actually growing and make a decision. Like, and this isn't, and this kind of reminds me of, uh, like, remember when Unbreakable ended and we're dealt with, oh, now Bruce Willis knows the guy he's been working with is a horrible murderer. How does he deal with that? We see him deal with that. Yeah. We know he calls the police. We yeah. know what happens there. That part's great. <laughs> it was really silly, but that, again, that movie could be a little like jokey joke. I think even that movie dealt with weird, heady themes. Like it didn't have. It had some guy like raping a woman or something. Yeah. Like even that dealt with like weird, heady themes. But that was that wasn't like a main character plot point. You know, this is like our main protagonist is dealing with something like this. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's another thing when also it's like. It is lazy. Like I'm not. I'm not oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's know, just it's just super lazy character writing. It's just you when it's like, right. hey, how do we, how do we say you know? How do we make her a Dennis a person? bad guy? Or not even that. Like how do we make Dennis a bad guy? Oh well, he likes seeing naked you know young right. naked women dance. Right, right, right. Oh, right. that's a bad thing. We don't like him anymore now. Right, it's like it's exactly. Just, I want to say show don't tell, but like you don't want to see that. So <laughs> I, I don't. They, done, they just could have done a different thing. They like there's many dealt with other it ways. In a more in a in a nice in, in not nice way, but in in a, in a in a way that wasn't so manipulative feeling or yeah. uh, what's the word exploitative. Yeah, yeah. But that's the movie. That's, the movie. <laughs> that's split yeah. and uh, glass comes out. Soon. It is soonish? Soonish? I don't know. I've I, seen the trailer for that movie and I'm very unimpressed with it. A lot yeah. of people were really excited and it looks really I, bad. I really like the way Sam Jackson is dressed. He has a great outfit. <laughs> but I will agree with that. He's got That's that the, uh, Franklin. Oh, God. Don't, don't fuck up his name. <laughs> Franklin Delano Roosevelt. No. Franklin Pierce. Douglas. Franklin Douglas? Oh, why can't I? Is that his name? <laughs> I can't remember his name. 
I know. I think I know who you're talking about. Oh my god! Why can't I remember it? Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass. There we go. There I was close. Go. You're very close. It's very close. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, He's man. got a good look to him. I like him. I like it. Uh, but ever, but I think it's going to be the same thing as all these other Shyamalan movies. Yeah. Why they got? Why does he need to write these fucking? Why, why movies? those got rape in them? <laughs> That's all I gotta ask. Why they gotta have rape in them? I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, I, I, you know, when you think about it, the reason this movie doesn't feel like any like Marvel movies or anything because there's never any rape in Marvel movies. <laughs> well, even okay. DC gritty movies, that's, there's no, yes, there's no rape. But that's a great example, right? In my, one of my favorite Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, we deal with child abuse. We, we have Thanos, and we see we see the fact that Thanos has abused his daughters yeah. to the point of that they are attacking each other. But that movie deals with it. In this big, dumb action hero movie, we don't ever see the villain. And we don't ever see how he's done this to her. We just, to them, we see how they respond to it. And we see how they work through it. And we see yeah. how they still love each other. And it's dealt with in such, like, a more mature and, like, grounded way. Well, also just, like, oh, it's molestation. It's just, right, like, exactly. it's just, like, it's just like know, he abused, abused her, them. He, like, just, yeah. dis- like, hurt them. It's a different way. Yeah, which, exactly. I don't know. I guess it makes it easier. Yeah, gross. But it makes it easier to digest in some ways. I'd agree, as for yeah. an audience. Yeah. You're just like, oh, God. Yeah, I think this way, too. It just feels like, when, when I was seen that i'm like really like this this is what you did like it wasn't that she was like hit or anything yeah like it would also be terrible but it's just like really we're doing that in this we're going movie? all the way because like Ugh. i don't know when when you get sent to prison for child molestation you get your ass beat like, oh yeah you know like yeah well yeah it's like you were just yeah you were taking something and, and this movie this episode didn't really dark about it but it, it just like this movie just like this movie and it's like I, we're not and laughing just, about this it's just like it's it's crazy that that's part of this movie and as a person as you're you're right i've seen movies that deal with these themes and are you know are dark comedies this is the first one i've seen where i'm just like jesus fucking christ m night like you really wanted to deal with that in this movie like it didn't, it didn't feel like you were ready for that it you just, know it just comes out of nowhere you know it does it just, it just comes out of nowhere and doesn't feel uh earned it doesn't and you know what? that's exactly what it, yeah, that's exactly what it is it doesn't feel earned do you think you're gonna watch class after now knowing about you know split do you think i'm gonna watch class yeah do you think we're gonna oh, watch class shit oh man that's a good point guys should we watch glass in theaters you should email us at email the other and let us know if you also want to get a hold of us on facebook twitter or instagram you can as well and if you want to listen to our previous episode of uh, uh unbreakable unbreakable you can find that on itunes unbreakable. there uh but he's he's alive damn it i guess <laughs> <laughs> even after water it's unbelievable uh yeah uh Bruce Willis is strong as hell. <laughs> you can uh, find that on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. And please, while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and review. We will read it on the show no matter what it says, even if it is some big thing about how this movie is really great and you loved it and all of my Shyamalan movies are fantastic and he's a second coming of Spielberg. You'd be wrong. No one says that anymore. I know. They did say that. I, I know. I remember that. You know, I will say, you never asked me how I thought about this movie after here in the end, and I definitely did not like it as much. <laughs> that being said, I still enjoyed the parts I watched of it, yes. but I think you have to go in knowing what the subject matter is going to be dealt with, and have yeah. something to be dealt with with care. Yeah, and this and is I think, not very I think careful. if you go in with that, it might not be as bad, because it won't be as shocking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I did. I will say I did love how it was shot. I love how it looked. And I really, really like James McAvoy's performance. Yeah, he he definitely was amazing. If he stays in a character for longer than like, you know, five minutes, it's like, oh, wow, this is different. He becomes them. Like when he turned, I wrote down, like, I think he turned into Patricia and he did. And that's that's solely down to his performance. Yeah. It's like he didn't say anything. He just. At the beginning, I think it was like, this is how they dress. But then after a while, they didn't do that anymore. Yeah, it was just they pretty much dressed. Like, I think whenever Dennis was there, they put glasses on him. Yeah. But still, like, it was still down to the way he held himself. And it was it was very impressive. And he does not. This movie does not deserve him at all. Well, class does. (laughs) That's true. All right, guys. Good night, everybody. We're starting now. It's a twist. Whoa. I wasn't expecting it. I know. You weren't expecting it.